Neil looked at her, his face blank. She let her hands flop back onto the bed. Don't put them back in the drawer if they've got holes. Chuck them onto the bed. Neil gave her a look that said, might as well tip the whole bloody lot out. I'll get you some more today. At some point, her life had turned from shopping and fucking to socks and sex. The same actions, she supposed, just a different mental attitude. Neil found a satisfactory pair and sat on the edge of the bed to put them on. You don't have to work, you know. We can manage. Only because we let out my father's house. It's not just the money. She squinted at the ceiling. I want something more, I suppose. More? He rolled his eyes. Like what? What could you do? He doesn't mean it to sound like that, she thought, pleating the duvet cover with her fingers. What could she do? She'd been rejected for the only job she'd applied for, hadn't even made the interview. Something in an office? Filing? Darling, it's easy to see it's years since you've been in an office. No one does filing anymore. It's all on computer. Never mind. He patted her feet. If you want to do filing, you can always help me. God knows I could use a hand with the paperwork. It's not that I want to do filing. It's just I want... Nebulous sentences buzzed in her head. I want to do... something. I want to be different. I want to be... I want... I want... Instead, she said... But doing a job wouldn't stop me from helping you. I could take over all the household stuff, pay the bills, keep track of the statements, that sort of thing. If we relied on you, the phone would keep on being cut off. He paused with his trousers half on and laughed. Do you remember when we lived in that flat and the electricity got stopped and you had to chat up the man to come round and reconnect it because people were coming to supper? His voice was amused, indulgent. Isabel felt mortified. But that was years ago, and it only happened once. He shrugged and turned away. We went abroad after that. Isabel twisted a dark strand of hair. You said you wanted help. Even to her, her voice sounded childish, sulky against Neil's briskness. No, it's sweet of you to offer, but better not. Isabel traced the pattern of the duvet cover with her index finger. She really should stop biting her nails. People said you grew out of it, but it hadn't happened yet. Her nightdress was rucked up at the back. She shifted in the bed. Neil was choosing a shirt, one she'd erratically ironed the day before, while listening to Woman's Hour, daydreaming of being interviewed by Jenny Murray as a woman with something worth saying. Neil hummed as he did up the buttons. His moustache hid his upper lip, making a secret of his mouth. He held up two ties against his shirt and looked at her, eyebrows raised in a question. He did this every morning. Isabel felt exhausted, limbs turned to lead. The one on the left, she said without looking. Why don't you shave your moustache off? He looked surprised. Why? he said, concentrating on doing up his tie. I don't know, for a change? Something different? Kissing a man without a moustache is like eating a boiled egg without salt. She wrinkled her nose, trying to remember when she'd last kissed a man without a moustache.
too long ago to remember. And how would you know? He shrugged. It's what my granny used to say. That's not an answer. He kissed her forehead. I better be off. Do you want me to bring you up a cup of tea? He checked his watch. What would he do if I said yes, she wondered. But that wouldn't be playing the game. No thanks, I'll get up in a minute. You don't want to miss the train. See you later. Usual time? The usual. Isabel lay in the bed, quite still. How odd to have established a usual time so quickly. A move of two thousand miles, a new country, and yet within a few months they had acquired patterns to hitch their lives to. But England wasn't a new country, it was their country, their home. So why did she feel out of place? Stranded in some no-man's land between the cloistered and cosseted expat life.